This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Jeremy, good to see you for another Youth Worker Recharge. It is always a pleasure to see your smiling face and hear your dulcet tones. Well, I uh, am looking forward to our conversation with a uh, black raspberry. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Lacroix. 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 Like there is no right way to say this and it has absolutely no flavor. Do you know why I'm drinking this thing? It is because my family buys groceries thinking that something sounds good and nobody <laughs> likes it except me. And I don't even like it. I just want to finish it. Like there's something about right. who yeah, I am. That's that like, I'm not going to waste this yes. thing. So I'm going to drink this flavorless LaCroix <laughs> while we have this conversation. Um, and actually, we're we're going to kind of have like, uh, in theory, a little bit deeper of a conversation than maybe a superficial level one, because we are getting into some of the ideas about denominational identity and, um, you know, how much is the right amount to have in the youth ministry activities that you have now? We'll couch this in saying that Jeremy and I are both part of the United Methodist Church, and right. there are a significant amount of non-denominational youth organizations and churches that are right. out there. Um, at the same time, this conversation, I think, applies to even those folks that are non-denominational because, right, your your church has an expression of who you are and who you've said you want to be. So how much of that is the right amount to be able to share and how much is like too much, I, I think is the, the way to introduce this topic today. Right. That's exactly it. And, and I think, <laughs> I think the question for me is what are the, what are the things about who you are that are particularly helpful uh, in your youth ministry? Right. Um, what are, what are the, identity pieces, what are the structure pieces that actually help? So, and I think that that question is a really important question to answer. So, Chris, you work for a denominational office. I do. Um, so, I'd love to hear, like, if you're, if you're going to be a youth pastor at your church, knowing all that you know now about the denomination, what are, like, the, the one or two things that you feel like, yeah, no, this is this is universal. These are the things that would be helpful most anywhere. Okay. Um, I appreciate that question very much. And for people that aren't necessarily familiar with the structure of the UMC, here's like a 20-second thing. Um, the heartbeat of the United Methodist Church is the local church. Nothing else exists if the local church does not exist, okay? Uh, the structure that the United Methodist Ch Church built that includes these denominational agencies or connectional agencies um, is some big picture stuff that we can all do together. Because I think there's a recognition that when we pool energy together, we can get more accomplished or get more things done than if we're all trying to do it separately or individually. Okay. Right. The agency that I work for is Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. And we uh, exist to support and challenge the church in its discipleship. So um, obviously I'm going to have to be able to say discipleship has got to be at the heartbeat of, of right. what, whatever expression of ministry you're looking at, um, no matter the age level. Okay. Um, and what that means in, in the United Methodist denomination 
is that I would lift up the importance of discipleship practices being fully integrated into your expression of youth ministry. Okay. Um, discipleship practices are those things that um, help us to better understand and demonstrate our love for God and our love for neighbor. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one that I would lock in on. Um, another one that I would lock in on specifically for the United Methodist denomination is um, making sure that you help young people realize that they are part of a church that from its very beginning in terms of the Methodist movement back in England, um, that it was a social church, right? It, it was, it was an expression of faith that was interested in making social change because it yep. was a group of young people that would look around and be able to say, listen, there's some stuff that's not right in the world that we live in. And our faith demands that we kind of put our beliefs into action to help transform this world into a little bit better of a place. Some of the old examples would be what like prison ministries would look like. In England, in the 1700s, early 1800s, debtor's prison was a big, big thing. People would get uh, put into prison uh, simply because they were in debt and couldn't afford to get out and they would not get visitors. They did not have any rights. Um, they did not have any legal process that they could be a part of. And early Methodists started visiting uh, folks in prison and being able to raise money together um, to be able to get them out of prison. Because again, yeah. no crime, simply that they were in debt and could not pay back the person that they owed the money to. And so they were jailed for that, right? Um, so I, I think that being part of a church that looks around and is aware of its community and says, we can make a difference for the things that that are not quite right uh, or not just in our neighborhoods and our communities is a big deal that I think you should fold into your youth ministry. Uh, how about you? I think I like that. And I think the other piece, uh, when you're talking about being part of a denomination, um, is denominations help you uh, expand your understanding of the kingdom of God beyond whatever that local context is. And so... Yes. Uh, I think, and, and I think there's a balance, right? Um, I've been in places where people only really, their, their program really only is with other churches and only is with denominational things. And I think that, that like, that's a little bit too far, right? I think there's a balance. But I think finding um, finding a couple of, of keystone things that you can do each year that connect you in with other churches mm -hmm. that are part of your same uh, your same stream of Christianity is really helpful because those churches will be different than you are. Uh, different people look different, all of the things, and it will help your students sort of grow beyond that. At the same time, those are often bigger. They generally draw from larger geographic regions, all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and if, and it's and I think it's also really important for you to have like more intimate community with your group. It's not only do things with a large group of people that might not live anywhere close to them. So I think that's number one for me. Yeah. Number two for me is like whatever is your theological distinctive, and everybody has it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that needs to figure prominently in your teaching, and. And in your approach to Christianity, right? Or in your approach to youth ministry. 
And so it should be that somebody walks into a Methodist youth group, walks out, walks into a Baptist youth group, walks out, walks into a Presbyterian youth group, and they are different Mm -hmm. because they have a different approach to Christianity. And that different approach to Christianity shouldn't just be a different approach to teaching. That informs our actions, right? And so a Baptist approach to youth ministry, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, Episcopalian, all of that, they should each sort of have their own flavor that, that matches that approach. And I think that's really, uh, really important. I completely agree. And I know that the one that we're going to do for next week is, um, again, going to be sort of specifically rooted in United Methodist theology and some of those precepts that you mentioned that are super important. Um, an example would be, you know, that that we wrote about this in the Youth Ministry Crash Course on United Methodist Heritage and Beliefs, yeah. um, that, you know, one of the fairly unique things about um, the Methodist or the Wesleyan approach to things is that um, God is understood to have the primary attribute of love. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Methodists in general do not, you know, theologically consider God to be primarily a judge or primarily a king or primarily um, right. an angry father or instead that this sort of loving idea or this loving nature to God is really unique. And that should shape, you know, the way that you. Yes. Organize activities the way that you pray with each other. You know what? Actually, when you when you bring up the examples of like, you know, Methodist to Baptist to um, uh, Presbyterian or, or different youth groups that you might be able to visit, the way that we pray would be another one of those expressions. That's yeah, out, perfect. Right. Like the listening to the words that you use, uh, the traditions that are around your church related to prayer, how you pray, what you pray for, how you address God whether you do that stuff on your own and silently, whether it's out loud, right? Like sharing joys and concerns or those kinds of things all are like, we don't think about it a lot, but honestly, theologically pretty significant in how we're expressing our youth ministries. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is exactly, I think these are, these are some good pieces. I think this is, and this is what we're talking about. This is like the kind of amounts of denomination that are helpful Um, because I think, for most denominations, there's a lot that there's, I mean, there's an almost infinite amount of things we could talk about and finding those pieces that are core stone are, are, are core for how you're approaching that. That's, that's where you need to go. So what you're saying is I shouldn't just crack open the book of discipline and start reading it paragraph by paragraph so that my entire youth ministry can go through all multiple thousands of paragraphs there. For sure. Paragraph 2144 is particularly enlightening about building committees. So (laughs) you should check that out. We'll have another conversation about why Jeremy is so familiar with that one at a later date. Um, I think the way that I want to close this one out, though, too, is, um, you know, listen, like there is a bit of an elephant in the room, at least right now, when we talk about how much denominational ID is enough to bring up in a United Methodist Church. Um, because right. we're yeah. headed towards general conference and there has been a significant amount of, you know, affiliation, disaffiliation stuff, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the things that that I want to make sure I'm able to say related to that um, is that it's really important for people to not confuse um, being fully transparent with being able to be 
uh, accountable and in good relationship with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I always want to encourage youth leaders to be able to talk about tough stuff. I want them to be able to talk about the difficult things that we get to wrestle with because of who we are as a denomination. And if you've got young people in your church that uh, have completed confirmation, they are considered like full and professing members of your church and have the ability to go to church meetings or, uh, you know, be able to have votes when you do um, annual church meetings and those kinds of things. And if your young people don't realize that they have a voice and a vote in the shape that their church takes, when you get into some of like the legislative stuff or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the structural theological things, I think you're really missing an opportunity with the youth that want to be leaders and want to make a difference in that way. Now, I know that's not every youth, right? And you know, that's not every youth either, because um, (laughs) we've been in youth ministry long enough that, you know, not every young person is going to be um, passionate or care so much about the official position of the church or, you know, want to get involved in legislative stuff, but they need to be able to know the opportunities are out there. And they also need to know that your church is talking about tough stuff. Like your church doesn't shy away from current issues that are related to justice. I don't know what else you might like to add to that, but I'll I'll step down from my job. I think that's a good place to end. I think that's exactly right. Okay. Well, very good. Um, Jeremy, always a pleasure to be able to talk with you. Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about uh, bringing Wesley into your uh, youth ministry lessons and planning. Um, Notice that we don't specify which Wesley. I will leave that as a teaser until the start of our next episode.